Hello, everyone. It is July 16th, and you are listening to the best podcast. My name is Griffin Reynolds, and I'm joined, as always, by my best friend and pal, BJ Guest. Come on down. It's me. I, I'm the winner. <laughs> what, what do I win? What do I win? You get to spin the wheel of things to talk about this week. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> Spider-Man Far From Home! Ho! So for those who didn't understand, we are talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. We finally were able to both be able to see it and talk about it. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. I want to say that's probably our, joining us. our best intro. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> oh man, what has been going on, bud? I have been actually playing games. Um, oh, look at you. I'm look so at proud. me. I know. So for those Listen, who don't you, know. You, you started playing games and went back to work. I Well, kind of, sort of. Yeah. So <laughs> for those who don't know, I'm a teacher. And teachers are, you know, don't work the summer. Uh, you know, most teachers are some who do like year long, but whatever. Um, and so this summer I bought a house and prepared to have a new child and, you know, did new house stuff and. This past week, I kind of looked around and said, ooh, I, I finished all, like, the house stuff. You know, stuff like the regular maintenance, like mowing the yard and, you know, looking at other people's yards and, like, mm, I need to go mow my yard. Like, that stuff. <laughs> um, and I said, ooh, I'm, I'm going to play some games. And so yeah, I've been playing yeah. some games, uh, mostly on you, the you Switch. Um, a, a game I found that was heavily discounted on the switch store was i'm pretty sure this is the name of it naruto ultimate ninja storm the the trilogy it was a a three game bundle for 20 bucks on the nintendo store um i know nothing about naruto (laughs) me either we just did an anime episode (laughs) like i know it's one of those supposedly it's really bad about a bunch of filler in their Mm -hmm. stuff like your brother hudson was telling me about it but I said, like, the most I know is that they're all ninjas. Um, mm-hmm. The main character, whose name is Naruto, wants to be, like, the king ninja, like a Hokage or something of that nature. Uh-huh. I know there's, like, teams of ninjas. Because I've watched, like, one or two episodes, maybe. I know there is a uh, sand ninja who is voiced by Liam O'Brien from Critical Role. And I only know that because I watched an interview with him. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, I voiced this character on Naruto. I was like, ah. I've seen that character cool. in pictures. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking yeah. about. So it's it's a bundle of three games. I played the first one. The first one's not good. It's oh. it's. <laughs> I was telling you earlier this week. Like it's it's hard for no reason, and I can't figure yeah. out if it's just BJ being a bad video game player because I'm not the best at video games, <laughs> or if it's just a really hard game. And so, I, like, I turned right. all the settings to easy, and I kept playing, and I was still getting, like, dominated by, like, stuff. Like, there's one mission. Like, there's no, from what I could tell, there's no story in the first game. It's just you're in this hub world of the Leaf Village, and there's different missions you can go and do. And I'm like, that's fine. I, you know, I don't care. But one of the missions was you go play hide-and-seek with these kids, and they are hidden in different mm-hmm. boxes in this open open world quotes around that hub world and you have like 
three minutes to find them. And there are at least like 150 boxes in this hub world to find. Oh, jeez. And so that's you, just not even fair. Yeah. So you have to like ask NPCs and like, oh, yeah, we saw so and so in this general direction. And then your mini map will have like an arrow that's color coded per child, like where they're hiding. Like it's stupid hard. So Man, at that point, I'd be like, open up a webpage about where are these kids at I, no it's random every time because i did oh, that I exact same to, thing i was dang <laughs> i was about to ask you because that's happened to me before on games where i'm like man this is just stupid i'm yeah, gonna look this up yeah. and then it's like nope it's random every time mm-hmm. that's exactly how it was it was randomized every time other people are like why is this so hard and i looked i like typed in it was like is Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm hard, or is it just me? <laughs> nope, it's just hard, apparently. So I'm glad you got some yeah. some results and some so, camaraderie about how hard that is. Yeah, so I started playing Ultimate Ninja Storm 2 much better. It's much more story-driven. The fights are really cool and really fun. You, you're battling these different, I, I guess, are characters in the show. I don't know. Um, and these boss fights turn to like different like cinematics that are really, really cool and really interesting to watch. So I recommend hmm. ultimate ninjas, Naruto ultimate ninja storm two, not one, maybe three. Haven't tried what, three yet. What, what a title. Yeah. What a Isn't it, and there's a totally a, a power ranger copyright infringement in there. Ninja storm. Oh, the, oh I forgot the power ranger ninja storm. Yeah. Hmm. So, that's one what of the many it, things. What else have you been? Yeah, what's the, hit, me, hit me up with something uh, else. I've been playing an iOS game on my phone Ooh. called uh, Knights of Pen and Paper 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially kind of like um, satire on Dungeons and Dragons. You are sitting at a table and you create uh, two starting characters and you have your DM in front of you. And essentially mm-hmm. it's like you're going through different worlds. It's very grindy, but I find it satisfying, the grind. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You want to know what's funny? Tell me. I have a game on my phone mm-hmm. called Galaxy of Pen and Paper. Ooh. It's their uh, D, like space D&D campaign version uh, of that game. Okay. I really enjoy it. And I actually downloaded this way before we even started playing D&D. So I had like no context really? to what was happening. Uh. I was like, what? what is this? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just kept playing it because yeah. it was fun. But. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I think it's on Steam. So if you have an... Um, a Windows computer, you can do that. Um, I know it's on Switch. Uh, it's a, also oh. another bundle, like ten bucks. It's like nice a pen and paper, and then nice a pen and paper too. Um, so <laughs> there's that. Um, you are now video chatting with a one and one in my Pokemon oh. Draft League. I have one win, Look one loss. You. So pretty yeah, proud. That's pretty good. The Atlanta Hoot Hoots are coming for you, Easter. What what is my? <laughs> I think I'm on the Kanto division, which I think is funny. So, coming for the win. Are there other uh, fun team names? I'll pull them up, actually, if you want to hear some. Because some are actually pretty fun. And then I do. I some, want to hear the team names. Some are not as fun. So, it's I am like, the Atlanta Hoot Hoots. Team. Um, <laughs> there is one that's just like, John. I'm like, come on, John. <laughs> Let's see. So, there's in the Kanto Conference, which is I'm in, there is... Orlando Magikarps. That guy stomped me. <laughs> um, there's a team called the Salty Sneasels, and I'm playing them next week. Uh, there is the <laughs> New England Noiverns. Um, I like it. In the Johto Conference, which I don't, I don't know 
why we decided different. But there's the Colorado Reggie Rocks. No, Reggie Rockies. The Chicago Grand Bulls. The Washington Veno Nationals. Ah, yeah. I see that. I see that. Um, Man, these people are clever. Yeah. No. And then the last one that's an actual like Pokemon pun name is uh, the Stockton Swamperts, which is fine. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I like it. I am the Atlanta Hoot Hoots because Hoot Hoot is cool. Hoot, hoot. I am. I live outside of Atlanta, and we're all Everything we're all Atlanta birds. Is bird bird based. Falcons, <laughs> hawks, United RP pigeons. Thrashers. Oh, the Thrashers. I forgot about them. Are they in mm-hmm. Canada now? I think we yeah, sold they got them. bought by somebody. Just somebody who's like, enough. Enough of this. Like, um, apparently, was this this year or last year? The team who won the Stanley Cup was like majority past Thrashers players. Oh. You. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, y'all, come on. That could have been us. <laughs> if it wasn't. Could have been us. It's been, it's been a while, though. It's been yeah, at it's been least a years. 10 years. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. So my last game is uh, a game that I've I have been eyeing and thinking, nah, it's not worth it. Nah. And then I come back. It's like essentially like going to the Nintendo store and kind of looking at them like, nah. Then I started like hearing people about it, seeing tweets about it, and so I finally purchased it. And I'm really waiting for my wife to like look at our um our statements <laughs> and be like, hey, what is this? Hey, quit bu- stop quit buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I purchased Mario Maker 2. Nice. And it's actually really, really fun. Uh, I created a world. It's called Run! Exclamation point. <laughs> Run! And you're just getting chased. <laughs> the idea is like you're getting chased by Bowser while you're jumping around different little things. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. No, that's what I've been doing and playing before I go back into the slow, slow mm. pit that is the public education system. Don't make it sound so grand. I can't. What about <laughs> you, man? Um, well, to no one's surprise, my list of watching and playing has been the same for three weeks. <laughs> um, I have been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild still. <laughs> um, and I last night, Amy and I finished season two of Stranger Things. Okay. So we will now be moving into season three. We are planning on finishing it before anybody spoils it for me. <laughs> so let me ask you a question about season two. This is all season two. Okay. I'm not going to spoil anything. Season three. What did you think about the one random episode where Eleven's in Chicago? And then there's the other yeah. people who are like, we have powers too. Yeah. Like the one girl yeah. who has powers too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you. I guess you kind of have to think about it. <clears throat> like they didn't build that whole facility around L right. Like they, there was definitely other kids that showed the aptitude powers for what, for whatever this is. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's all I want to ask you. I mean, it was, it's, it's, it almost is like a weird break, like a different, completely different style of episode from all the other episodes. But I, I think, and this is just my theory is that they were trying to, maybe plug for a spinoff perhaps like Mm. maybe kind of like lay the groundwork and just see how it was received and then try to go from there. And then maybe they're just like, meh, never mind. I don't know. Yeah. So, well, it's interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good lore 
episode. Yeah. So that is all I've been doing. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and suffering from a pretty bad sunburn that I got on Saturday. It's uh, the not sun, fun. The sun is out to get us all. Let's be honest. I know. After your whole beach story, I should have listened. You should have. It should have been me out there taking care of you. But It should have been. That's fine. That's fine. But meanwhile, there's Amy and doesn't even have to wear sunscreen. And I was just like, yeah, I don't need any either. And just got... <laughs> You guys, you guys have different heritage, you different backgrounds. I think I'm just real pale. <laughs> I think that's the problem. I'm actually, just translucent. You can see my bones. <laughs> <laughs> I have glass bones and paper skin. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh so let's oh, let's well. slowly kind of transition ourselves into the news my friend is there anything yeah anything you want to talk about it really popped, um, popped up i guess i don't know yeah so literally the morning after we posted our episode last week um the news broke on last wednesday morning about the switch light yeah and i sent you i like woke up at like seven and opened twitter and i immediately sent you that and i was like yo <laughs> like what is this <laughs> it's it's kind of like um, nintendo's listening and they're like <laughs> but probably not. Yeah. Probably no. not. Um so the Switch Lite L I T E it's it's doesn't have joy cons. It's it portable um smaller smaller screen. Um it doesn't have a lot of the um uh functionalities. One big thing that I keep hearing is that it doesn't have the auto brightness for the screen. Which oh, right. I I not a big deal i guess i don't know mm-hmm. um i mean it it doesn't have like hd rumble it doesn't have the ir sensor you can't use amiibos with it mm-hmm. um obviously joy like that controllers are not detachable yeah. the screen's smaller and you can't plug it into your tv yeah it's just like the biggest like drawback of it i think because that's basically like what the switch quote unquote mm-hmm. is is you're able to switch the console from a like yeah mounted console to a portable console mm-hmm. i just think like even if you like i know there's the whole dock and everything for the like the og switch but even if it was just like a single like usb 3 to hdmi like cable that it came with yeah and that you could just plug into your tv and, and you don't you don't necessarily dock it or anything mm-hmm. like that but you just like plug it in and lay it up there like that would be great i would do that it it feels like they're kind of like going back on what the original switches um like promotions was about like all the commercials were like you can play with your friends you can play with your friends at home you can play with your friends at, on the go you can play with your friends on the train you can play with your friends you know like there was literally people stopped playing basketball pulled out their switches like placed them beside each other, popped the little kickstand out, and pulled out the Joy Cons, and were playing like 2K on there. Can I just say the opening the Joy or not Joy, opening the kickstand on my Switch is the hardest thing. Can't get your little fingernail in there to. I don't have. I bite my fingernails. So I don't have any fingernails to open it. And I've tried so hard so many times. I've like pulled a piece of rubber off the bottom, Ooh. and so now the only way I can get it is I like pull like a credit card or something out of my wallet. Really? Pop it in. Yeah, it's such huge pain. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't have that problem with my <laughs> delicate fingers. 
<laughs> my dainty. You don't have um, what's Tarzan's daddy? Kerchak. Kerchak. You don't have you don't have Kerchak hands. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you need to find some change in your in your couch. I'm the guy. I come mm-hmm. in. I slip right in. Slip right out. Mm-hmm. I get you a quarter. Yeah, but no. It, you get that. It, it, you get that remote. It feels counterintuitive to like the sw- the original switch is like whole marketing was that mm-hmm. play it on the TV play it in front of you pop it out hand your friend your friend a controller play together sort of thing where it's like play alone put it you know you're by yourself and I I think it's which is fine yeah I mean I mostly play the switch you know right in front of myself you know right you know and I got the switch as a big thing for like me and my wife to play with, you know, together when she's doing like watching TV, I can just pop it out, play switch by myself. We want to play something together, pop it in, um, that sort of thing. I, I don't right. know. I don't know. It, the colors are pretty on the Nintendo Ooh, switch. Like they, do, they, they are really great. nice. The Pokemon exclusive one's pretty cool with the two, yeah. um, legendaries whose names I can't say. Zer, 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 and Zer, 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 Zer. So sword and shield, yeah. The sh- sword dog and the shield dog. Sword dog and shield dog. <laughs> That's why I'm just going to name them. I'm not even going to try to learn yeah. their names. Sword dog, shield dog. Just go wait for here someone else to say them, and then I'll be confident into saying their mm. names. But yeah, well, that's happened to me with a lot of Pokemon in general. Yeah, <laughs> that, like because it's not voice acted, so you're reading it all, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times, like I don't even in my head don't even try to read it. I just recognize that it is a word. Just keep going. Yeah, you did that whole word reading rather than mm. like, try to decode. Yeah, teaching that teaching oh, coming out. You. I didn't know. I didn't even know that was a it's thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, 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 it's too well, soon. Other than the new switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, the, well, we can uh, piggyback on this with what is coming out Friday. Both uh, you and I are uh, real excited. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Yeah, will be here on Friday. I'm so excited. I love these games. Me too. I Me really too. love the second one the most just because it was mm-hmm. based off of Civil War, which is one of my favorite comics or comics right. uh, events. So I'm really excited to see just play it again. Play like a new mm-hmm. and hopefully improved version on something. I think it's like 10 years old. Maybe like 8. Oh yeah. I like guess it's been a minute. Um I mean, I don't even care that it's not going to be like super amazing graphics or anything like that. No, like, no. that's not what I'm coming to this for. Mm-mm. You know, so I think it's gonna be great. I do too. I'm excited. Um, me too. We got some movie news. You want to start Ooh, us off? With the hit. Yeah. So we have uh, Thor, the Thor Ragnarok director. Uh, you did this to me because you wanted to hear me say his name. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. <laughs> I looked at a guy's <laughs> name. I said, mm, I don't know how to say it. Uh, You're like, Griffin, why don't you talk about the movie? <laughs> yeah, t- go and tell us. Uh, Taika Taika Waititi. Waititi. Taika Waititi. Super wrong. So sorry, Mr. Waititi. Um, he is the, <laughs> he's the director of Thor Ragnarok, um, and it's been confirmed, or at least re- the information has been released as of today. Um, yeah. that he's going to be directing Thor 4. And a lot of people Thor on the internet Thor. have been calling, <laughs> uh, I guess, the next Guardians movie, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So James Gunn came out and was like, nope, stop calling it that. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nah. Well, 
<laughs> Apparently, that's just from what I saw something. Uh, actually, I think earlier today. Well, we can't have it all, I guess. So that's fine. Yeah, but I mean, he did a great job with Ragnarok. Kind of like completely reset the tone for that character. Yeah. Um, which I really enjoy. So I'm excited. He, Me too. everybody really likes. Obviously, Thor Ragnarok's one. The this is the best Thor. So. That's exciting. Uh, excuse, excuse me, Dark World. Boy, we about to stop this podcast. We about to stop recording. <laughs> nah, no, let him hear. Let him hear me scold you. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't like the Dark Elves and the the Ether? No, I didn't like any of it. I like the big like the big monster that popped out. That was like a big yeah. monster dog, and then it was let loose on the world, and then no one said anything about it ever again. There was never, like, a news clip, like, Monster Dog killed thousands in Seattle. Like, nothing. I love when um, Endgame made Thor 2 matter. <sighs> but but <laughs> did it make it matter? <laughs> <laughs> it made people remember, and they were like, yeah. I'm so wrapped up in emotions from all of this, I will accept that we're in Endgame, or in um. I mean, they, Dark they World. touched on every other emotion in Endgame, yeah. they had to at least evoke some rage. <laughs> <laughs> just start throwing things at the screen. God, this is the worst. <sighs> um, it is. So, in one other piece of movie news, um, a new uh, trailer dropped this week mm-hmm. for one of my favorite, I guess we're going to call it a series now because this is a third movie in that group. Yeah. Um, the Kingsman movies. I saw it. Um, so, we ha- mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, we had the first Kingsman, and then we had Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Um, and this one is actually looking like it's going to be a prequel to those movies, kind of how the Kingsman group got started. It's actually the Kingsmen. Like, it's actually separated into two words mm-hmm. instead of Kingsmen. So the Kingsmen. Yeah. So that's going to be neat. I thought, I thought it was going to be a totally different movie. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to oh, be, really? like, a biopic of, like, MI-13 or MI-6 or whatever. And yeah. then it was like the Kingsman. I was like, ooh, that's very, very close to like this whole f- comic book franchise, movie franchise. And then it was the <laughs> last scene where they're in the um, standing on the street and it looks up and it's the tailor suit. I was like, oh, yeah, it's, You're it's like, oh, it is. It is part of this franchise because <laughs> the whole time I was like, wow, this is this is kind of similar to this film franchise. But I was like. No, it's dated back in the day. Maybe it's a coincidence. No, mm-hmm. so that's cool. I kind of like I kind of knew going in because somebody already tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was watching the trailer, it like solidified it for me because there's a scene of like two guys like having a knife fight out in front of the mansion from the other movies, uh, and it was like the same one. I was like, oh, I know what this is. Okay, okay. I don't. So really I guess cool. I just but don't that, remember. But that, the, well, right. Well, it's like a real subtle. Like you kind of had to watch those movies a lot like i did <laughs> how many times um how many times have you seen uh, that movie? i mean not a, not a lot i mean I've, I've seen the first one probably like seven four or five times four or five that's, that's a pretty solid number and then and then the second one probably like three or four this i mean they're good they I are like good them. they're good they kind of trashy and it just makes good. oh i mean but it's like um it's like a different spin on spy movies yeah which is kind of what i like um it makes me sad that the main, like the main character guy is not going to be in this one. The younger kid, it yeah. Um, oh, I don't remember what his name is. Anyway, he uh, he did a really good job. So 
but I think that they have a strong lore for that universe, and they should definitely be able to build off of that. They should. It shouldn't be hard. Um, try to find that guy's name, too. Can't remember. I want him to be my Spider-Man before um, Tom Holland. Oh, he'd have been a good one. Yeah, because people were talking about, who's going to be the new Spider-Man? Because... It just it was like Civil War was just releasing the fact that Spider Man was gonna be in it. And I mm-hmm. I picked this guy and now I really want to find out his name. Um I had him, I had um I had uh oh gosh, he was the kid from the Artemis Fowl movie, I think. Ooh. Or something. And I was like, he might be good, but then Tom Holland strutted on in with his wonderful, wonderful self and stole my heart. And literally. Literally um, took it. His name is Taron Egerton. <laughs> Taron Egerton. That's what it is. There it Taron. is. <laughs> yeah. Taron. Yeah. Taron. T-A-R-O-N. Oh, Taron. But no. Anyway. Anyways. Nice. He is. So, that's all we got for news. Not too much going on in our lives yeah, or in the world. Not a lot, but... but- here we are. We, we just like to talk about what interests us. We don't have to go out of our way to be like, oh, well, there's this, here's this minute thing. Nope. So we really only talk about what we care about. So nope. That's great. <laughs> I'm going out. I'm scoop, finding a scoop. Be like that girl from the Pokemon oh, movie. Oh, man. I can but, smell right, a scoop. Your, remember uh, your favorite phone back in the day? The ah, the scoop. Such a great phone. <laughs> Such a great phone. What was that? L, was it yeah, LG? Yeah, yeah, I think it was LG. That thing, scoop. scoop that little slide thing. I thought I was baller that thing. Because every time you open it, you go scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let people know I'm busy texting. Remember, remember your race car phone? Oh, the the Ryan Newman AT and no, the Ryan Newman Altel race. Yeah, I remember that phone. Yeah, you open you, it up, it goes. Open it. <laughs> you close it, goes squee like tire squeal. <laughs> That was such a great phone. They need yeah. to make more phones uh-huh. like that. More gimmicks. More gimmicky phones. Do you still have that somewhere? Like in a drawer? Uh, I am sure it's somewhere in my mom's house. You do keep that. I'm about to that's find awesome. it. I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. Text your mom and be like, you got my race car phone? Even though I hate Ryan Newman. Ever tell you how you snuffed me at the NASCAR event in Atlanta? No. This, I want to hear that story. This prick. Um, so this, this was, we were still in high school. So it was like 07, 08 maybe. Me and my mom came out to Atlanta Motor Speedway for one of the races. And before the races, all the NASCAR drivers are usually in their trailers, like signing stuff, doing photo right. ops, whatever. We're at Ryan Newman's little uh, trailer, and the, the, he's out there signing people's stuff. I'm like, I like Ryan Newman enough. I've got his phone. I think, I, yeah, I think I had his phone at the time. And so this is back when I wore a hat at like all the time in my life. I don't anymore. Um, I, the line is very, very short. Like three people are left in the line. I'm thinking this is a prime opportunity to get Ryan Newman's autograph on my hat and move on with my life. Have this souvenir. Have this memory. I scoot underneath the little the the line line creator thing. I don't know what this is called. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? That the little uh, yeah. the ribbon yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. I wait. My turn for three people. I place my hat on the the counter. I say, "Hello, Ryan Newman. I'm one of your biggest." And I even couldn't get the word "fans" out because this 
big head monster walked away from me. <laughs> no. Yes, he turned and walked off. <laughs> Are you serious? Yep. You were like the last person in line? I mean, I made direct eye contact with the man as I scooted underneath the line barrier to get into line. So I feel like he thought he doesn't deserve my autograph, which is fine. Whoa. Which is fine. Wow. Because how many championships did you win, Ryan Newman? Zero. Zero. I don't even know if you're racing anymore. I don't even keep up. Probably not. I saw a NASCAR race on. Uh, I don't remember if I was at the gym or like a restaurant the other mm-hmm. day. And like all the like the um, drivers came up. And I'm like, ooh, let's see how many people I know. And I do like It's It's three. super different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So let's let's make a hard pivot into our main topic for this week. <laughs> Talk about NASCAR today. That was crazy. Uh, we, <laughs> we are going to be discussing the film uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, yeah. It's the new Spider-Man film. It's directed by John Watts, uh, written by Chris McKenna. Uh, I had to look up Chris McKenna. He actually wrote um, the, uh, not the original, but he wrote um, Homecoming. He wrote a couple episodes huh. of Community, which I think kind of tied him into the Marvel MCU because the Russo brothers created uh, right. the TV show Community. Um, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home stars Tom Holland as Peter Parker Spider-Man. We have Jake Gyllenhaal, who's coming in as Quentin Beck uh, slash Mysterio. Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. Uh, Marissa Tomei as May, May Parker. John Farvo. As Happy Hogan, we have, I can never say her name correctly, Zendaya, is that it? Zendaya? Sure, sure. She comes at as uh, MJ. We have uh, Jacob Jacob Batalon as Ned, who is, Ned's my favorite. Uh, Colby Smolders. Ned's pretty great. Um, Oh, Colby Smolders. Yeah. And so. Dude, um, Dude, I want more Maria Hill. I do too. I do too. Every time we see her, it's, it's a delight. Yeah, because I love How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> and right. she is fantastic. So I want more uh, Colby Smolders, and you think they ever do a spinoff Maria Hill movie? No, absolutely not. <laughs> That'd be great, though. I'm I'm honestly a little surprised they didn't try to shoe her, shoehorn her into the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. She's never mm-hmm. appeared in that. Um she probably was like, I'm not doing TV anymore. I'm trying to oh, focus yeah. more on film, but I don't know. Dude, I I just love how they write her. Yeah. Um, Let's just drop a big old spoiler warning before Go we ahead. even start talking. It's a big old, big old uh, red flashing lights spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, well, just want to tell everybody listening, we are very happy you are here. If you have not seen this movie yet, we do not want to spoil it for you because we will be talking about everything in this movie and that comes after this movie everything in the credits so just come back whenever you've watched it and there was your warning um so what i was gonna say anyway about uh maria hill is i love how they write her in these movies like total like badass Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the scene kind of just jumping right into like the middle of the movie it's like this scene where peter goes and meets Quentin Beck with like Mysteria and all them. And he comes in and like says something to Maria Hill and calls her ma'am. And she's just like, whatever. <laughs> Hi ma'am. Yeah. <sighs> that, that part made me laugh. Tom Holland does a great Peter Parker. 
mm-hmm. like he he's a great Spider-Man too, but he he plays the idea of like this this scrawny shy not sure what to do with his hands 15 year old boy right. like he's <laughs> i don't know what to do with my hands. yeah he's like oh uh, hi ma'am i'm peter parker I'm like god it's so and it feels so authentic oh and he's right. so good at playing that that role of just like that uh, just that unsettled like kind of i don't know where to go i don't know what to do i'm going to try to do my best but i'm still a polite gentleman <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, he still has manners yeah so the story of Far From Home, which is going to try to do a quick little brief, so we're not spending the whole time talking about not, not talking about it, but talking about the you know what I mean? Story, right? Um, Hit me. So Peter Parker and his classmates somehow with the their funds in this Brook is are they, is it Brooklyn Queen is Queens Queens this Queens, Queens school Miles Morales is from Brooklyn. Thank you. Um, go to Europe and have a Europe vacation with their science class or science team or whatever um he uh, peter parker's dipping nick fury's calls that ends up nick fury's trying to connect with him trying to give him something but like every superhero movie things don't end up well uh we meet yep. uh quentin beck who is uh, a person from a different alternate universe who's trying to stop these elementals that destroyed his parallel universe's home uh, fire, water, earth, and wind. Was there a Temptations joke when they said the earth, wind, earth, wind, fire, water? If they didn't, I feel like they missed an opportunity. They, yeah, they missed it. Um, Spider-Man is kind of... Oh, man, you know what they should have done? Tell me. It's when they said, like, earth, wind, and fire. They should have been like, do you remember the <laughs> 21st of September? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember... Mama. <sighs> Get it back Sorry. to him. Um, Spider-Man <laughs> meets Quentin Beck, Mysterio. Um, it, it, he, they, they join with Shield, trying to save the world. Uh, da 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 da. Nick Fury kind of hijacks Peter Parker's, um, not vacation, but um, school trip. Uh, Mysterio, spoilers, ends up being the bad guy. Super great. What? I know. I know. I was like, what? Uh, super great way of how he became the, he was the bad guy using his illusion, his technology illusions. Um, Barf. Yeah. Peter Parker. <laughs> I heard you. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Peter Parker got these cool glasses from Tony Stark as a parting gift that essentially gives him control of like a bunch of satellites and a bunch of technology. Super, mm-hmm. super comic booky. Uh, Quentin Beck, who ended up being someone who worked for Tony Stark, one of these glasses so he can. This is where I get kind of fuzzy. Show the world that he is a superhero. His motivations right. are a he, little fuzzy for me. I think he just wants to do it because he wants to be a superhero and he wants just like direct, he wants to fill the void that captain Tony have left Mm -hmm. and obviously doesn't have powers and he is a bad guy. (laughs) So he's going to do bad guy things and make people think he's a hero. Ah, so Spider-Man figures out Mysterio is a bad guy ends up saving the day. That's pretty much the plot of the film. Um, we can jump into different points that we really liked and discuss more. If you want, or we can just leave it at that and say goodbye. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's our Spider-Man. All right. Uh, it's Mysterio is a good guy. No, he's a bad guy. <laughs> Peter wins, and that's it. That's, that's pretty much um, the whole. That's, that's, that's it. So there, I'm just come going to come out and say that I have weird mixed feelings about, I know, I'm sorry. I've been waiting for uh, you to like explain this from the text messages t- you sent me. I texted and then you, you never explained Friday. Yeah. Uh, Cause I wanted to explain here. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Okay. Um, so I feel like the whole first half of Spider-Man far from home. I don't want, I don't really want to say half, but mm-hmm. up until the heel turn from Mysterio, Okay. I was wait. I was waiting for it the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, am I okay? When's Mysterio gonna be bad? Like, right. Come on. And so, because it's like, and they, I mean, they did a great job. And and good lord, the casting of Jake Gyllenhaal, he's phenomenal. Uh, he is. He is an American treasure. He is. He's so good. Um, and he did a great job with the character. This is not a knock on Jake Gyllenhaal's acting ability at all. Mm-mm. Um, I really feel, but I just felt like the whole beginning of the movie, I'm like, man, like, I just want to see him be Mysterio. You know what I'm saying? I want to see the mind tricks. I want to see uh, the, okay, the bad okay, stuff okay. that he's doing. And because I'm just waiting on it. Right. You know, right. And, and, and the waiting paid off because they did some amazing visual effects. Uh, yes. Like the whole fight scene where, um, he just murks Peter and just mm-hmm. does all this crazy stuff. And then it makes Peter get hit by a train. That's crazy. That's it scared me when he like <laughs> finally got out of the, the, the illusion or whatever. And the train yeah. just hits him. I literally jumped in the theater. Like it scared <laughs> me that bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I, so mm. what, what uh, comment on, my thoughts. I want to see what you what what is, what is so, your response. So essentially, to that? you were waiting like the whole like first third of the film, right? For just the Mysterio special effects kind of thing. Well, I was just waiting for the Mysterio turn because oh, okay. I know he's bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just waiting on that that part of the movie that I know was coming. Okay. So did like like if mm-hmm. I was just gonna say because it was like a look like there was a moment in Homecoming. This, Spoil that, just letting you know. No, that's like, um, no. Nah. You got three years. Because, you should have seen. I know. Um, but the part in Homecoming that was a total surprise, which I really would have liked to surprise in this movie, was when you find out that the vulture was MJ's dad. Yeah. Or not not MJ. No. Um, um, no, not MJ. Liz? I'm sorry. Um, was it Liz? I think it was Liz. Who was it? Pretty sure it was Liz. But no, that was a really good, because it's this whole montage of Peter Parker getting ready to go to homecoming, puts on his suit, da-da-da-da, his really happy music is playing, he opens the door, the music instantly stops, <laughs> and it's um, My- Michael, Kevin, Keaton. Michael Keaton, just right there, like, ah! And he's like, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was a really good twist in homecoming i th- i thought the twist for far from home for mysterio quote-unquote coming out as the bad guy was really really good too like yeah you know, it, the way he was sitting at the bar everything looked supernatural he he really played the whole like no 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 peter tony wanted you to have the glasses and peter's like no 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 I, he gave them to me to find someone to give to you 
so you can have the glass. He's like, oh, I guess. And finally, mm-hmm. when he left, he was like, all right. And it's it's a team of people working on the illusions. Yeah. I That, that was, was cool. one of my favorite details of the whole film. It was like, you know, in the comics, it's just Mysterio by himself doing these things, and you, you just don't right. question it because it's a comic book. But that doesn't work in live-action film. And so I thought... Right him having like a, a sound guy and him having like a visual effects guy <laughs> and the lady near the end who's actually doing like the the, the dry cleaning the costume the design yes. she's like she's like steaming yeah. the cape she's like you don't need to keep it's like yes i need the cape at the end it was i thought it was like, very very it, funny and even like towards the end when like everything was going wrong she's like do you still need the costume <laughs> he's like yes what if i shake hands with the queen <laughs> so funny um, yeah, so I really liked that aspect of how they used, um, the, what's it? The bio augmented retro framing barf. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I like how they used that because I was wondering how that, what they were going to do with Mysterio because his whole thing in the comics was he was a special effects artist for movies mm-hmm. and that's how he's able to do all this stuff. And I think with the digital age we're in now with green screens and things like that, this was a really cool way to do that. Yeah. I thought, I thought the, the, the connecting they did hit my mic, the connecting they did with, um, what was that? Civil war with, with Barf Mm -hmm. with, um, uh, the original Iron Man. Yeah. And apparently that was the same. Apparently that guy is the, the kid from Christmas story. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, That's crazy. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> he was an original Iron Man. He got shouted at by um, Obadiah Stane. And there's all these people mm-hmm. who were just mad at Tony Stark for what they thought wasted his talent, wasted his money, and wasted, you know, in Quentin's situation, their time, you know, yeah. because Quentin, Quentin Beck created all of the, the technology for whatever Barf stood for, and Tony used it as his therapy. And, right. and that and really um, pisses him off. And I, that was like one of the moments where I was like, he's pretty validated yeah. in that point of being mad. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I can imagine like if I worked on something that groundbreaking and the company that I was making it for just turned it into a therapy session for one person and it just never did anything with it. I'd be mm-hmm. like, are you insane? And then change the name of it to make the acronym BARF too. Like a like a funny acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get it. It's it's a really good reasoning. It the yeah. the what he was trying to do was a little fuzzy. Like I said earlier, like he was just trying to show the world that he is somebody, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like he was uh, trying to right. fill the void from Tony and Cap leaving. Um, I, I'm just thinking, like, how long is the charade going to last, though? Like. Sooner or later, right. you're going to actually like face another threat, and they're like, "Mysterio, come help us!" And you're like, "Busy, busy, busy, can't, can't come yeah. help." Like, it's what? Yeah, that 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 plan can't last forever. No. So I don't know. Um, a point I really liked in this film was mm-hmm. Peter Parker is is like a story of Peter Parker kind of looking for a father figure. In it, so he he obviously saw Tony Stark as a father figure in neither Tony Stark past and Endgame. 
the, this film picks up, I think it's like six months after Endgame. Um, he's kind of missing this father figure. He's got this void. And so he, tr- looking at it, he's trying to fill the void with Quentin Beck. Right. And I thought that was a, an interesting um, kind of character moment for Peter as he's essentially trying to find someone to fill the void. And then near the end, he himself is going to have to fill that void. Right. That makes sense. Cause I, I really liked the, well, this is kind of a, a, a two sides of a coin thing, but I really like the scene where Peter gives him the glasses mm-hmm. and he puts them on and you really get that Tony Stark vibe from Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. Um, with the glasses on and everything. But something I don't like about that, it, about that scene, mm-hmm. it's like the person that you looked up to most and, 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 you know, thought as a father figure in your life, he left you one thing and you just gave it to somebody else. But he's a dumb kid. That's, that's, that's the great thing about it. Like Peter Parker, yeah. you know, he's 16 at this time. Think about us as 16. Oh, we were doing we were, some pretty dumb we stuff. We were dumb. We were so dumb. <laughs> and like, that's why I like, I like these far homecoming far from home because, you know, half of the movie is obviously a Spider-Man superhero film, but the other half is this dumb 15, 16 year old kid trying to figure out life and making mistakes like that. Like I just thought, I don't know. I like your point. Um, so yeah, I mean, and and that's kind of the thing with Spider-Man is that some of the best parts of Spider-Man as a character is the Peter Parker struggle. Yeah. And in and the real life struggle, that's kind of what makes him such a good and relatable character. He's, he's the, he's every man. He's the every man character. Yeah. He's always broke. He's, there's like an ongoing joke in the comics called the Parker luck, where just things just don't work out for Peter Parker or, or yeah. Spider-Man, um, which they don't at the end of this film, which I, nope. I was not expecting and loved. Um, a couple of things that I liked, um, so, it was a really funny teen movie. Yep. I thought the first third, you know, while you were preparing for Mysterio the whole time, I I enjoyed, and I'm not saying you didn't enjoy either, but, like, I enjoyed, like, the teenager, like, aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. I liked that someone finally called out Peter on going missing all the time. Oh, yeah. I thought that was super funny. Um, I didn't... I didn't think they explained that character very well about why he, like, obviously he wasn't, he didn't get snapped or pinged or whatever. Um, it's like blip, blipped. That's what it was. I couldn't remember the phrase. Um, and they, of course, they came up with a fun name. Yeah. Um, but so Peter Parker, MJ, Ned, you know, obviously all the main characters get blipped. And then the five years pass, and in game, um, when they come back, they're the same age. You know, this kid Brad. Oh, that guy's name's Brad. Brad. He didn't get blipped, so he, you know, obviously is ten years older when everyone comes back. I I don't think they explained it very well because they they talked about it was like, yeah, that little you know scrawny kid Brad. Now he's was it ten years or five years? It was five. Did I say ten? 
Okay. Okay. You said ten. My bad. It was five years. Um, but it was like this little scrawny, you know, you know, fifth grader Brad. Now it's five years later. Now he's in tenth grade. He's with us. I don't buy tenth graders knowing a fifth grader. That's the only thing that like bothered me. Oh, was like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I I do not buy that a bunch of sophomores in high school. You know, and our, I was talking to Tim about this. He's like, well, you know, the school's like a K-12 school. I was like, I, even then, I don't buy yeah. that they would know a fifth grader that well. Well, the only reason we knew Hudson and his friends is because he was my brother. Yeah. And he's and not related. four years younger than us. Right. He's four years younger than us. Like, I just didn't buy that they knew him. Yeah. Um, And then, like, I I get it. It's, it's to show, you know, other people lived while you guys were blipped or whatever. Um, but that, that whole character's whole, whole arc was to hit on MJ Yep. and to call Peter out on his crap, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, f- I feel like they should have gave all of that stuff to Flash Thompson mm. because my other, that's my first problem with the movies that I don't think they explained it well enough. And my other problem is like, I wish they gave Flash more to do in this film. I really yeah. like Flash. Um, I really like the I like the millennial portrayal of Flash. You know, he's yeah. on like like Twitch or something. You know, live streaming the whole thing and has followers or whatever. Like, but that's all. That's all he did. He just live streamed. Yeah, and he complained it about people like getting in the way. Really, at, at one point, it really felt like they were going to set something important up with him, and I like was waiting for it because there was a scene, and it was like. I think it was like during one of the attacks or stuff like that. And it was like Peter flash MJ and Ned, I think all got kind of separated. Right. And and I'm like, everybody in this group, except for flash knows Peter's Spider-Man or something like that. I think that, at that oh point, yeah, MJ yeah, yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like important, like something important is going to happen with flash and like that. No, nothing paid off. <laughs> See at the very end when everyone got home, they're at the airport and like everyone's parents like, Oh my gosh, you're back. We love you. We miss you. And he's like, where's, where's mother? Yeah. Where's mother? Mother could have made it. And, um, someone on Reddit I saw found a part where, uh, Peter has the glasses and he's kind of like quickly scanning the bus and it's like showing everyone's Mm. text conversation. Um, he needs more money. It's like, he was texting his dad and saying, Hey, mom hasn't returned my messages or something like that. Oh, right, right, And so it makes me feel like, obviously, that's done on purpose. It makes me feel like if you you had this idea for a a very small C-plot for Flash, like, did it get cut on the editing floor? Or is it something you guys are going to try to expand more on the next Spider-Man movie? I don't know. Right. I just wanted more Flash. I saw... Something and I've brought this this uh, YouTube channel up before is a uh, New Rock Stars mm-hmm. where they do all like the the Easter eggs and stuff like that. Right. Um, <laughs> he had mentioned this and I watched it today. Actually, it was kind of funny um, how they kind of put more of an emphasis on Flash's parents, and in the Homecoming, you know, he's like super rich, right? And they don't really talk about his parents, and they could do this twist, and I feel like it would make a lot of people mad. But what if his like dad was Norman Osborn. I literally thought about that. Yeah. But I can't see that scrawny kid being, being a goblin or, well, no, I think I like, what if he's his adopted? Dad. Oh, like, 
like uh-huh. his mom was like that's why his last name's Thompson. Mm. And his mom gets married to Norman Osborne and that's why they're super rich. Maybe. Or something like that. That could be it. I would like that. That makes sense. I can buy that. I can dig that. And that's how it like brings it in. Right. Because we haven't had a, a Harry Osborne. We haven't had any Osborne. And we haven't had any, any Osborne stuff. And in the films and yet. People were talking about um, how the Avengers Tower was getting um, remodeled. Yes, it got, it, got bought. Be, it got bought in Spider-Man right. Homecoming. It's, it's either going to be the Oscorp building mm-hmm. or the Fantastic Four headquarters. So, there's something I also saw on Reddit about Fantastic Four. So, Quentin Quire ends up not being from an alternate universe, which I was disappointed because I thought that was our way of like introducing know, Fantastic Four. But I'm, I was fine mm. with it. Um there's a scene where Nick Fury and Maria Hill are walking and there's, um, is that the construction site where Peter Parker got beat up? And there's like, um, a, a one with a circle on it. And they, they keep walking in the background. There's like a two with a circle on it, then a three. And then, um, like a question mark or an X or something like essentially saying like four with a circle, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the fantastic fours logo. So, you know, that's not stuff you put yeah, in by was, mistake. I- Right, the subway. I saw people, um, yeah, because I think it was like leading to the subway. It was like one, two, three, and then a question mark for the four. Uh-huh. Uh, I think people were referencing that as the phases. Like, the question mark is phase four. Like, we don't know what's uh, coming next. Because homecoming is the end of phase three. three. Yeah. No, I'd rather be Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. fine, too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um Another thing I liked was Ned and Betty's relationship. Oh, so good. It was such a high school going on a long trip. Mm-hmm. Just, it, like, people's like, it it's the, such well, a cliche. I was like, it's not a cliche. It, this happens. This is for real. No, this is real. So I mean, that's, funny. I mean, I get a test to there's thing called camp goggles. What you, is this? Or or you could also call it vacation goggles. I don't. That kind of a thing. I don't know. Um, so going to camps like growing up and stuff with church or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, you, you have this like so self-contained world that you're doing with that camp and all this stuff. It's like you're with these same people all day. Like you kind of forget everything else that's out there. Oh. And you kind of develop feelings for people at the camp and blah, blah. Right. And you can kind of think of it like put it in context of this trip. Right. And this is kind of, I'm just basically explaining what you already brought up as yeah. in a different, with a different name, but. But they were great. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's a real thing. They yeah. got back and immediately broke up. Yeah. <laughs> we're better. What do they say? Like we, we outgrew each other or something. <laughs> and they like do something where they say the same thing immediately, like at the end. Yeah. And I'm just like, y'all are perfect for each other. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was when Peter was, had the glasses on in the bus. When he was scanning and looking at the text, oh my God, yeah. it was like they were Ned and Betty were literally sitting beside each other. And like Ned's phone said, "Miss you," and Betty's phone popped up and said, "Miss you too." I have seen people in high school do that on the bus. That is a completely real, stupid thing <laughs> that fifteen-year-old, sixteen-year-old kids do. It is, mm-hmm. it is a joke that is very cemented in real world, and it's great. <laughs> This is not like a, oh, this would be funny and stupid. Like, no, this is real. This is, no, this is for real. Um, what did you think about finally getting a Peter Parker, and I put MJ, 
because her name's not Mary Jane. It's like Michelle. I think it's like Michelle Jane or something. Uh, yeah. Romance again since 2007. That was when Spider Man three. Oh, yeah. Let us sink in. Um, Sandman. I really like it. Oh man, don't talk about Sandman. Dude, I love Sandman. <laughs> um, I really liked it. I think that they, the actors have good chemistry. Which that really feeds into the characters in the movie having good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. So I, that's I think they both did a great job. I think that they're and I really liked. So we're getting towards the end here. We're gonna start talking about post credit scenes. On. You ready? Oh, I'm All ready. Right. So I really liked the post credit scene of them swinging through the city together. I did too. I thought that was fun. And and not as Peter and MJ as Spider Man and MJ. It it to me it showed a bit of vulnerability in that MJ character that we've never mm-hmm. seen before because the whole time she's always right. sitting in a corner, arms across, looking cool and moody and saying some like very kind of like dark and ed she's she's an edge lord. She's an edge lord yeah. to the max. She got the little the black dahlia medallion because of the murderer, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. But when they're swinging, she is screaming like a, like a typical girl would, or I would like, she's showing <laughs> that like vulnerability of being scared. And I thought that was neat. Right. And then exactly. And that's what I, that's why I think I like their relationship because we're going to get more of vulnerability from that character. Yeah, definitely. Which I think she does. She does. The actress does a great job with. Yeah. No, she's, She's really, really good. She does really well in these films. Um, I want to see her more. She does. She's in the HBO thing, like I saw that. She. It's like a. Um, it's like a high school kind of yeah, thing. I don't know. I forgot like a the weird name. Weird high school. Yeah. yeah. I saw it when I was. I saw previews when I was watching Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, continuing on that um, mid credit. Let me. Let me. Let me sit, sit up. up for a second, <laughs> and let's talk about something. And I'm the internet. Like once the spoiler thing is down like what did they give like mm. two weeks or something three weeks yeah um yeah the the world is twitter's gonna be a buzz uh the return of jk simmons yeah as j jonah jameson dude he came <laughs> up and i like grabbed amy who knows nothing nothing <laughs> about the so she like she went to go see this movie with me purely because i was like please go see this right, with me i don't right. want to go by myself that's a good woman. Um, you should marry her. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I, I, I took we we had dinner together. I'll do whatever you want to do tomorrow. You know, we're going to your friend's wedding tomorrow. Please go see this movie with me tonight. Right. <laughs> um. So we went, and I was like freaking out, and she had no idea why I was freaking out. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and on the way into the movie, she's like, "So why are there so many Spider-Man movies?" And I'm like. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> because we also, like, we had this conversation before because she and I watched Into the Spider-Verse together, and mm-hmm. she really liked that. And I had to explain, like, because before Into the Spider-Verse, there was a preview for Far From Home. And I was like, oh, okay. look, that's, like, the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out. She's like, no, no, what no. are we watching now? This is the new Spider-Man <laughs> movie like, we're seeing. <laughs> no, no, no. The new Spider-Man. Yeah. And I understand. Like, I'm, I, I don't get it. What are we talking I was yeah. like, just enjoy the movie. <laughs> no. So, I don't think they're going to keep him. I don't I don't think J. Jonah Jameson is going to be a reoccurring character. Oh, man. I, I would love it because I love J.K. Simmons in anything. Even when he was oh. the racist 
Nazi in Oz, the HBO special mm-hmm. uh, TV show about prison. Like he was a, yeah. a he he was a rapist in the prison. He was a Nazi. He was really good. Um, I just think it was more of like a fan service for people, uh, especially of the Raimi films. Well, obviously for Raimi films because J. Jonah Jameson right. was never in The Amazing Spider-Man because those movies suck. Um, I think it was just more of like a fan service kind of thing. It's like, yes, J. Jonah Jameson is in this universe. No, you're never going to see him again. Like that kind of thing. No, I, I I think that they will. It'll probably be small stuff like this. Maybe. Um, man, I just I really hope they do because they establish this. Now everybody wants to see it. Yeah. Moving forward. Yeah. Um, because now it's like that he like the Daily Bugle is very like infowarsy now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like instead of it being like a paper, it's like dailybugle.net and he's got the very like info wars like almost looks yeah. exactly the same logo yeah. kind of thing and what does J. Jonah Jameson do in his cameo he releases a video that Mysterio's team has sent him of Mysterio blaming Peter for the attacks and say he attacked him and using like chopped up audio to make it sound like that and then releases Peter's identity to the world. It there's so you see that on the screen, and then you it, it the it, see I'm so like in in like shock still. <laughs> I, I am too, so man. <laughs> the shot is you see the the television screen. It's like in Times Square of uh, the doctored footage saying Peter Parker is Spider Man. He he killed and, and it like kills Mysterio, um, yeah. And then it shoots. The next shot is Spider-Man in his full mask. His hands are on his face, and like you can feel like the the oh, just like yeah. like stomach churning, like the, for the Spider-Man pump of yeah. adrenaline. Yes. just that just shot through his body, and he get the because the movie cuts off or the. It, that that credit scene cuts off of him going, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like it, like cuts <laughs> off. Ah, oh, such so good. And then the the post credit scene. Yes, that was the. I mean, dude, we were like, I was like hit by a truck mm-hmm. in the mid credit scene. Oh yeah, no, the mid credit scene totally could have been fine by itself. Like it it establishes right. like this is what's next for Spider Man in Phase Four. The whole right. everybody knows who Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to hate Spider-Man because he killed, quote unquote, killed Mysterio, the world's favorite superhero, sort of thing. Yeah. And then the post-credit scene with Maria Hill and uh, Nick Fury are walking, and they're talking about we did our did our job. We gave Peter the glasses. Yeah, we had to hiccup with the whole Mysterio thing, and it turns out they're freaking scrolls. It's Talos. Talos and his and wife. His wife. Yeah, I know from Captain Marvel. It was oh. so good. And then okay, so mm-hmm. go go go. I'm sorry, Nate. No, no. Well, I was gonna say like, did you looking back? And this is not being like I knew it. Like blah blah blah. I felt like there was something wrong with Nick Fury this whole movie. So the only thing that ever threw me off a little bit yeah. while I watched the film was um 
when it's uh, Peter Parker's talking to uh, Nick Fury about like why why do I have to do this? I just want to be a kid. Don't don't invoke her name. Yeah, don't invoke her name. <laughs> when he said Captain Marvel, and and the trailer says she's off planet or something or um yeah can't contact. She's off world. And or, yeah, he said don't invoke her name. I was like. What does that mean? So, I was like, it's a weird. That's, that's a, a very strange. I was like, that's a strange statement. And I thought, you know, maybe it's just like a, hey, she's my best friend. Shut up, sort of thing. Because they had that, yeah, that relationship in the the Captain right. Marvel film. And I, I, that's what I thought. And I, you know, put it in the back of my mind. Um, the rest of the film, I never like caught anything because I know I've people have been like, yeah, I always thought Nick Fury was acting kind of weird in the film. Like I never, I, I never caught anything. I like felt it. Mm-hmm. I felt it a little, but then I'm just. I was thinking like, okay, they're just writing him different for this Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. as opposed to a Iron Man or you know yeah. Avengers one or something that's a little more serious. They were mm-hmm. giving him kind of like a free reign to be a little bit more, not fun per se, but just a little different, a little bit more funny. Yeah, right. But then I was then that happened. I'm like. I think they did that all on purpose. I, I, I want to rewatch it with the lens of knowing this is not yeah. Nick Fury. This is not Maria Hill. These are these scrolls and, and, and see if I can find these moments of like inconsistencies with Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did as much with Maria Hill, but you know, because we haven't right. seen that much of her. Right. There's that you can't really, and even then, I was, I was I was talking about how this funny the scenes were and how true to character that was from the past kind of movies. Yeah. So I think she, you know, I don't think they changed much with her because we don't have a basis. Yeah, like we don't said, have as much. Um, so I said that the mid credit scene really shows us what's going to happen with Peter Parker, Spider-Man in Phase 4. The whole, like, everyone hates Spider-Man, everybody hates Peter Parker. I think this whole scroll thing... Is really mm-hmm. what's going to be like phase fours. I think that's going to be the climax. I think you're right. Is se- secret, secret invasion. <sighs> See, I want to say secret invasion, but the rest of the um the post credit scene, the uh, Talos and his wife call Nick Fury and say, "Hey, we gave him the glasses." And you're like, "Oh, you know that sort of thing." And then Nick Fury's on a spaceship with other scrolls. Right, because I mean, it was established that most of them were good and yeah. Captain Marvel, right? But I'm thinking like, because they reference Kree sleeper cells and mm-hmm. Maria Hill brings it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking like, what if the opposite is also true that there are scroll sleeper cells, like scroll like like bad guys that like have you know yeah. kind of detached from the main. Maybe. See, I'm thinking they might lean more towards the Kree scroll war. It's a, a mm. comic event in like the '90s or the '80s, where it's essentially maybe '70s. It was essentially just the Kree Scroll War going on for thousands of years. The Avengers find their way into the middle of it. You know, yeah, comic book story. I mean, do you feel like that was touched on enough in Captain Marvel, or do you feel like that's going to be? Does that have enough draw to be the next? I don't know. Team up, I, team up movie. See, I think. I think it probably would be Secret Invasion because that was such a good story. It was mm-hmm. it, it's right after Civil War in the comics. Nobody, everybody's mad at each other. Now it turns out some of us aren't who we say we are. We're actually these, you know, shape shifting aliens infiltrating us. It 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 
it was kind of like the Cold War where everybody wasn't trusting of each other and everybody thought yeah. each other was a communist kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, th- I think it might actually play out better in the movies than um, the Scroll Cree War would. Um, yeah. Because the whole Infinity War thing uh, was pulled from uh, Infinity Gauntlet and um, this new uh, new word, Jason Hickman story called Infinity that I'm, I'm reading now. That's pretty mm-hmm. much about like the Black Order and Thanos comes and conquers. There's some other stuff. There's like gods and stuff in it, but I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I, I think, yeah. I think yeah. Secret Invasion I mean, wh- would be a better pick. Do you think that this is also something I uh, pulled from reading online and we can end it after this, mm-hmm. but do you think that the spaceship that Nick Fury was on is starting the sword um Ooh. group instead of instead of shield that would be cool that would be mm-hmm. cool because that was another kind of question in my mind i had i was like who is funding nick fury where is he getting this yeah. money for this stuff because shield is debunked and in the show is it's just like those people now i think i kind of stopped watching it um I watched it years. Yeah, anyway, so. mm, you're not missing a whole lot. The Ghost Rider se- uh, season's pretty good, but other than that, man, um, that would be cool. That would be a really cool. Um, because I I miss Shield. Yeah, having this this organization to kind of pull from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love. I mean, that's why. What that's why. Um, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Because it's so it's shield it's, heavy. Got this or- yeah, right. You've got a shield. You got this organization. You've got espionage. You've got yeah. all this stuff, and and I just think that's really neat. I think that um, sword being like the space arm of shield. Yeah, I th- I think it makes sense because my, you know, because Nick Fury could be like, well, you know, we we had shield as a way to protect, you know, just our nation, but now you know our world. Now we need to go back and we need to strike yeah. with a sword. Um, maybe I have a theory that I've been cooking in my brain about Ooh, Spider-Man. Hit me. Um, and I want to, I want to hit it with you and then I'll stop talking forever. Um, not forever. That's a, not. Lie. That's a <laughs> That's lie. lie. I would like to, I would like to record more. Oh, thanks man. <laughs> um, so Spider-Man saw Tony Stark as a father figure, right? Right. And Spider-Man Homecoming, it was all about that father figure kind of relationship. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Tony Stark's gone. There's that void. Peter tries to fill with Mysterio, but then realizes he's just going to fill it himself. Right. My theory is that in Spider-Man Someone's like someone said home alone or can't go home or something like that for the new Yeah. Which I Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. A bunch of dogs. Um Oh my god, cry. <laughs> Spider Man falls in a hole at the train station or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, just go on without go on me. Without my, I'm oh just god, I'm gonna start too old. <laughs> I'm gonna start crying. Uh, no. So my theory is in Spider Man Homecoming. Um, we have confirmation that um, 
Miles Morales is in this universe with um yeah. with Donald Glover saying I got a I got a nephew in this neighborhood or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Spider Man Homecoming was 2016. Let's say Miles Morales, the nephew, is um, let's say he's five at that time, right? Mm-hmm. And didn't get blipped. Didn't get blipped. So, Endgame was 2018, right? Mm-hmm. So, Endgame, that's six, seven. He's eight years old in Endgame. Doesn't get blipped, right? So, eight plus five. He's then 13 at yeah. Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Let's say Spider-Man Far From Home is in two years later. Miles Morales will be 15 years old. What's the same age Peter Parker was when he started being Spider-Man? Or really, Spider-Man Homecoming started because he could have been younger when he got bit by the spider. Yeah, exactly. So I I think that Miles Morales will be in the third MCU Spider-Man movie using my basic understanding of math. So, Well, I like it. Um, because, and I think it's a good move on their part because of how well into the spider verse did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't on the, on the flip side, I don't know if they do that because they might want to capitalize on into the spider verse two or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That might be a hesitation on Sony's part. mm -hmm. Because Because they want to capitalize on that because I mean, that was a fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I really like where you're coming from for that because they've established that he is in that world. He would be about the same age. Peter could be a yeah, mentor figure. Exactly. That's Miles. that's what I meant. To, I meant to say at the end, it's like it 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 shifts from Peter needing a father figure or a mentor figure to Peter being the mentor figure mm-hmm. for Miles. So, mm-hmm. I love it. I love you. Love you. Whoa. This is this got quick. This this is too nah, heavy for scared. me. Hey, I'm not I'm not scared to tell my friend I you love know, you. I ain't scared either now. I'm on this hype. Love you too, bud. Hype. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that is Spider Man Far From Home. Um There's a lot. Now I just wanna watch I just wanna watch Homeward Bound. <laughs> 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 did you like? Did you like this? Is there a third one? I know there's the second I'm one. Sure that well, I'm sure there's a direct to video. <sighs> gonna at some find point. it. I'm gonna. That's gonna be your wedding gift. It's all the hormones. Oh. oh my dude! <laughs> <laughs> don't don't play. Amy be like, what I is this like, crap? <laughs> nah, she, she. We watched Homeward Bound together. Um, I would know. I told this story like a yeah. year ago. And then when Shadow like comes back at the end, I do. I'm just like, just <laughs> <laughs> like crying. It's a sad scene. Oh my god, I'm just like crying because I'm so happy that he made it back to the family. Oh, and then Man. they get lost again in San Francisco yeah. because that family. Oh yeah, they're terrible pet owners. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Those animals shouldn't have made it. Um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> this that's 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 our episode guys ruthless ruthless, ruthless. uh you want to follow some information we have we are on uh twitter at the best palcast we are on facebook you can listen to these episodes on the apple itunes uh, uh podcast you uh, app you can listen to us on spotify on stitcher um you know yeah let us you know give us 
some reviews, some likes, some comments. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Um, let us know what you want to listen to next. You know, yeah, give us- we'd love to um, provide you guys with entertainment, and we will pretty much talk about anything. Anything. <laughs> I'll talk for 30 more minutes about Homer Bound. I will. Oh, don't play. The freaking, so this is the movie I learned that porcupine's quills can stick on you when chance. Oh, yeah, because it shoots them in the nose. I didn't know that. I just thought they were just, like, pointy. It was emotional and educational. See, I learned something. Cats rule. Dogs Dogs drool. drool. That's why I'm going to leave it. We will will leave you with that. (laughs) All right. Take care, everybody. Bye, gang. Bye.